Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody listening. Episode number three of the Chip and Chase Rugby Podcast. I'm Adam. I hope you all had a good week and a nice weekend as well. At the end of last week's podcast, I set set a little goal for yourselves to work on your own mental health and the mental health of, of people around you. So I hope you took the opportunity to do that. It's not always easy to look inside introspectively and see if you're actually happy or not and to work on your mental health. But I really hope you took the opportunity to do it. Myself, I did it. I followed my own advice, which is good. It doesn't always happen that you follow your own advice, but I did. I took I, I took a good few days to figure out some stuff about myself, what makes me happy in life, what what my purpose is in this life as well, and then just try to act act on those things and I checked in on the mental health and the well-being of, of a few of my friends and a couple of people that I used to work with as well that I've remained friendly with over the last couple of years. So that was good and some conversations actually flowed from those that I didn't think would happen. I thought it would just be a couple of texts here and there but one person in particular who I worked with who was one of my mentors at one of the companies I worked at had said she was going through a bit of a rough time and we, we we spoke about that at length and that was awesome that was it was re- it felt really good not just to fill my ego but it felt really good to help somebody else out and ensure that that they know that they're not alone they can talk to me or anybody about anything because we all have our shit to deal with we all go through certain things in life our ups and downs our peaks and troughs so definitely important to to check in on on the mental health of of those around you and be a support for them whenever you can. So bit busy week last week at the at Chip and Chase here lots lots and lots going on. A little update on our kicking tea. So we were hoping to go into some testing this week for it. However, that's going to be set back a week to ten days or so uh, the company that we're using to to manufacture the mold for the tea we're having some we'll say technical issues so that's been put back a week or 10 days but we're still hoping to have this available by christmas time that's still the goal to have it in your stockings and everything so i'll keep you updated on that as we go but these things happen in business i mean jesus it's it wouldn't be life if something didn't didn't go wrong or there was a delay on something or somebody fucked up somewhere so it's just important that you're able to roll with these and you go with it because there's disappointment around every corner in in a lot of life and you've just got to be able to take the rough with the smooth learn from it and move on so what else was going on in chip and chase last week um i i mentioned about trying to find my purpose in life and that was actually a really that was a really really good in-depth deep conversation with my wife last week we were talking about what we're passionate about in life and what we want to do and then I, I happened to watch a video completely randomly on Instagram that people were talking about what's their purpose in life and the video itself really really sat with me because I've never I've never thought about that before. I've never thought about what's my purpose in this life. Like why have I been put on this earth? And people will be in jobs that they hate. People will be in jobs that they like. 
people will be following their passion and then people will be living their purpose and all four of those things are entirely different from one another because a lot a lot of people and I was one of them was in a job that I absolutely hated didn't enjoy being in that job but you kind of find reasons to be in it you find reasons to convince yourself to turn up to work whether that's a bullshit promotion down the line or whether it's because you need the money or it's to feed the ego or you're scared of trying something else whatever the case is you find these reasons to stay in the job and then some people will be in jobs <clears throat> that that they like and again I've been one of those people that has been lucky enough to be in a job that I like as well but you kind of do the same thing you find reasons to keep turning up to keep going in but ultimately is that why you were put on this earth were you put on this earth to work for somebody else and to convince yourself at 7 30 in the morning that you enjoy what you do I don't know I don't think so and then there'll be people in this world that will be living their passions which is a pretty rare thing in today's world we live in a a world and society where things are designed for us this certain systems are designed for us school system university workplaces and you've got to try and find your place within all of that and try and find a job that you like that matches your skills that you think you'd be good at but there's i there's very few people that i've worked with where that's been their passion in life so I worked in recruitment and talent acquisition for 10 years and I, did, I don't actually don't think I met one person in that entire time out of hundreds and hundreds of colleagues, let alone thousands upon thousands of candidates that I interviewed and placed in jobs. I don't think one of them ever said to me, this is my passion. I'm so passionate about human resources and recruitment. I'm talent acquisition. Oh, that's my passion. I wake up every day pumped to do this. No, fuck off. I, I've never heard anybody say that. And just as well, because I probably would have told them to fuck off. Because people can be passionate about something. People can be passionate about their jobs. They can be passionate about their companies. But is that your burning desire? Is that your true passion in life? to do that so I feel very very lucky and fortunate that I'm following my passion virtually every day now I'm not going to say every day because I do like to take the weekends off and I do like to have a lot of family time but I am I do consider myself lucky to have found my passion and I heard a good quote last week and said you actually don't find your passion your passion finds you and I think that that's that's pretty accurate. But then going even a step further from that, um, if this is my passion, is this also my purpose? Is this my purpose in life? Is this my purpose? Have I been put on this earth with a purpose to share rugby knowledge? So this was something I was chatting to my wife about uh, late or towards the end of last week, late one night. And I got us thinking pretty deeply and it was a pretty heavy intense conversation to have on a Thursday or Friday evening as you're winding down for the weekend but it really made us both think like what why are we on this earth because whether we choose to believe it or not we're all on this earth for a reason there there, there is a purpose that we're here and I'm not going to get into the spirituality of that today but it's something I've always believed is that we're, we're not here by chance. We're not here 
just because of coincidence like it's it's by design and what what that driving force is behind that design i'm not entirely sure some people will say it's religious some people will have it in the form of of a god or somebody to worship some people will call it spirituality and some people call it the universe or consciousness so i'm personally i'm i'm, I'm completely unsure about what that that driving force is but nevertheless the thought of what's my purpose on this world kind of made me a, not depressed but it definitely made me a little sad when I was thinking about it because I turned 34 last week on, on Thursday the 17th and I, I remember being in school with my mates messing around and just fucking the dog in school and just not worrying about anything and thinking I am never going to be 34 no, no chance no way no how that's that's just not going to happen and here I am now 34 years old and to a certain extent still trying to figure a lot out in life and it made me a little bit sad to think that I'm 34 years old and I mightn't have found my purpose on this earth yet so after a pretty lengthy discussion I I think that I figured out what my purpose is on this earth and I'm not going to share it with you today because it's it's quite it's still quite raw and it still evokes a lot of emotion even when when I'm just thinking about it now but I'm going to ensure that I try to live that purpose not every minute of every day but but really try to implement a lot of what I think needs to be done in order for me to live my purpose as much as possible, and it, I'm going to be I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see over the next few weeks and few months how this material materializes and what it looks like, and has it affected my life positively, negatively? Was was it a pile of shit that we came up with, or or was it accurate? And I don't mean I don't mean to start these podcasts all heavy and everything and set setting people goals for the week in terms of your mental health and and everything but like this week coming up if you if you don't have time set some time aside to try and figure what, what what's your purpose in life because i see so many people that are in work and jobs that they just fucking hate they clock in they clock out they work for somebody else they take shit from somebody else they take shit from their colleagues there's drama at work there's drama with projects there's drama with colleagues there's drama with bosses there's all this drama and shit and all it does is take up creative brain space inside your head and it takes up space that would allow you to to try and follow your passions or create something that's never been done or just to do something different or to think outside the box because your emotions are so tied up and they're vested in all of this fucking bullshit that the people deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and, and and i've thought for a long time you know oh, if i see somebody in the bank that's working in the bank that's just um, you can tell if they're pissed off or not i mean banks must be a hard place to work they have to deal with the scum of the earth going in trying to rip them off and everything and, and taking abuse from people and I often think to myself with, with bank tellers like is this what is this your passion in life because you don't look happy now and like you go home and you tell your tell your family oh, I'm living my dream every single day like this is my passion and and I'm not trying to judge anybody that that's 
that's like that that's that's not living their passion because i i fully understand that we all have bills to pay we have mortgages to pay we have families to feed we want to be able to escape from life and have a nice vacation like i get it but that question still comes up in my mind a lot like is this your passion are you passionate about being a bank teller and again i'm not trying to shit on a bank teller because i'm sure there's a lot of them out there that that is their passion but then as i said going one step further is that your purpose is your purpose in life to take shit from other people about their money and i often think it about um workers in in grocery stores as well especially right now in, in the time that we're we're living in where um hygiene and cleanliness is at the forefront of everybody's minds and depending on where you live in the world if masks are being made mandatory or not but i mean i i go into the grocery store a lot especially with my daughter it's kind of our thing we, we go grocery shopping together and she loves interacting with everybody but everybody in our local grocery store all the employees there have to wear masks it's mandatory for the employer it's not mandatory for the public and i hear them talk to other people that are in the line in front of me or maybe behind me or when they're interacting with each other and they talk about how they're having bad days and they talk about how they, they have to take shit from people because there's people in the public that believe that they shouldn't have to wear a mask and there's people in the public that believe that as a as a member of the public and as a customer of that grocery store they're not going to wear a mask and you can't force it on them and but these grocery store workers are just there to do a job like they're just there to do their job so they can get paid so they can go home but they seem to take a lot of shit from everybody about a lot of things and again in my mind is is this your passion is this what you're super passionate about and again if you are that's great and i'm not ever shitting on grocery store workers but is this your passion in life? And more importantly, is this your purpose? Were you put on this earth to make sure I can purchase groceries from you at my local store? Again, it, it probably sounds like I'm judging these people really harshly, and, and maybe I am subconsciously, but I don't mean to. But I think far too many of us go through life just not knowing why we're here and i think that's an incredibly sad thing incredibly sad thing to go through this life the one and only life that we ever get and not knowing why the fuck we're here and i don't mean figuring out the meaning of life but like why are you here as an individual what is your purpose is your purpose is your purpose to spread love and joy probably i think that's the purpose for most people in life or that should be our purpose is to spread love, joy, happiness, having lots of gratitude. And I think it's about finding your channel to to express that through. So my channel could be doing that through rugby. Somebody else's channel could be through a different sport or through nutrition. It could be through music. For somebody, it could be through education, teaching, teaching children. So... Yeah, it's just been it's been a topic that has that popped into my mind late last week, and then I explored and sp expanded on it a little bit, and it's interesting because we were at a wedding on on Saturday night, and 
I was sober at the wedding actually, surprisingly. I, I didn't really feel like drinking at it and I, I said to my wife and to my in-laws who were there as well, I said, I'm, I'm happy to drive, it. it's no issue. And when I was there, I was just kind of, just looking around and trying to be present in the moment. And I was watching people's behaviors and people's actions and how they were talking and even some of the people that I was talking to directly, you know, they're, they're getting on the sauce and they're having a great time. They're getting pissed up and fuck, nothing wrong with that. Done it myself plenty of times and probably, and not probably, I definitely will do that again in the near future, not too soon. And and again, it's, it's like everything else I've talked about the last couple of weeks. It's it's a bit of a form of escapism. It's a form of, you know, trying to forget about your troubles and trying to make sure you have the best experience possible by getting absolutely shit-faced, even though... On the Sunday, oh boy, are you going to feel it? You're going to feel like a bag of shit. But even the conversations I was having with, with people around me, they were talking about a lot. A lot of them said that they don't like their jobs, but they ha they're stuck in them because of COVID. Um, and, and they need the money because they just bought a really expensive house. And they want to have some of the some of these toys. They want to have boats and quads. And, and they want to go on ex fancy vacations and all of this. And again, I'm... I'm I'm trying not to judge. I've I've no issue with people doing that because that's their life. Like you have to live your life, and if that's how you're choosing to live your life, then great, go for it. But again, in my head, like, this question was burning. Like, is is this your purpose? Are you on this earth to work for somebody else so you can have a bit of money, so you can go on a vacation to escape from the job you don't like, to then go to a wedding on a Saturday night, get pissed up, to forget about the life that you don't enjoy? just to do it again on a Monday morning. So, yeah, this has been something that, I don't know, I just wanted to share with, with all of you because mental health is incredibly important, as I was talking about last week. And there's mental health is something that's so complex and intricate that it's not just, oh, do what makes you happy. There, there's so much more to it than that. And I'm really going to make it a big goal of mine to work on this as much as as I can. I'm not going to say as much as time permits me because I think you have to make time for for this type of thing. But I'm definitely going to work on it every single day. And I'm really excited now as well. You might, you might not you might not hear it in my voice, but I'm really <clears throat> really excited as well because because I think I figured out what my purpose on this earth is as a whole. And I can share that with all of you in terms of the channel I'm going to express it through, which is rugby. I've got some amazing content lined up that I can't wait to get posted on Instagram over the next over the next few days, over this week and over next week as well. I'm going to be going out to the pitch shortly this morning and I'm going to be filming a bunch of stuff and I'm really excited about it because I feel that while Chip and Chase has been going well and I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I like what I'm doing and I'm knowledgeable about it, I feel that I've been not spinning my wheels a little bit, but it's been it's been a little bit difficult some days to get motivated. I'm doing this obviously by myself, and I, I, this is this is a lonely job at times, folks. Make no mistake about it. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, you're living your dream. That's awesome," and it is to a certain extent. There's no doubt about it. But but people only see the end result, right? People only see the videos you put on Instagram. They see how many followers you've got, or they you talk to them about you know some of the products you're developing and and what your market size is and all of this and and that's the end result of a lot of hard work and a lot of lonely lonely hours and um, 
just bashing it out by yourself trying to figure out strategies trying to figure out sales marketing operations manufacturing distribution design like the list goes on and on and i'm and i am not a, an expert or a titan of industry when it comes to business i'm at the very beginning of my career with all of this so it is a, it can be a very very lonely place to be at times but i feel that because i i think i figured out what my purpose is not just with this but my actual purpose in life that this is going to come a lot more easily to me now which i'm very very excited about and like i said i just wanted to share it with with all of you today so maybe going forward for this week make some time for yourself whether that's actual me time alone no distractions no phone no tv no internet no music no fucking nothing no people around you sit down and figure out what's your purpose in life why have you been put on this earth and again there's a difference between your passion and your purpose because i'm passionate about a lot of things i'm passionate about rugby i'm passionate about my family i'm passionate about coaching and educating people on trying to get better but being able to decide is that my purpose in life that's a completely different question and there'll be a little bit of overlap in terms of your passion and your purpose there's no doubt about it and as i said if i if i which i believe i've figured out my purpose if i can express that through rugby my, my channel then then that's absolutely amazing but take some time this week to figure that out if you want to figure out with your partner or a friend do it because it, it's a tough conversation to have more so with yourself looking in the mirror and saying why am i here on this earth because when you start thinking about it a lot of emotions do pop up i was pretty emotional about it on thursday friday night my wife was was emotional when i was talking to her or sorry she was talking to me about what her purpose is because it, it hits you very quickly that shit i might not have been living my purpose have i wasted 30 35 years of my life and we we had those feelings as well we, we obviously realized we haven't wasted any time we haven't wasted 30 or 35 years it's just taken us like we needed that that amount of time to get to where we are today to now figure this out so text make some time for yourselves this week and figure out what your purpose is why are you here why were you put on this earth what is it to love each other is it to spread nothing but love is it to spread nothing but joy is it to to educate people and again it could be education through a variety of form of channels and that could be through one of your passions you could be passionate about nutrition you could educate people through nutrition you're following your passion but you also have a purpose as well so yeah do that this week i'd love to hear from you guys a lot of you sent in your stories to me about your mental health and checking in on people and working on your own mental health and i really do appreciate people sending that in that was fantastic and i love hearing those stories and if we if a chip and chase here if we have an impact on one person in a positive way this is all worth it so have a good have a good think about it this week and let me know how you get on with finding your purpose all right we'll try and segue away from what your purpose is in life a heavy heavy thought and heavy conversation to have with yourself and hope maybe you'll figure it out really easily but i've said enough about that um i was thinking this or the last week about about a lot of the i don't want to say propaganda i think that's the wrong term but a lot of the information that i've seen out there on two or three of the larger rugby pages social media pages on instagram as well as manufacturers 
and people that make rugby products. And there's a really distinct message that a lot of these have, which is you have to purchase expensive equipment in order to be good or better at rugby. And this is something that has has always pissed me off. And a lot of my anger and frustration with this comes from whenever I grew up in Portadown, like our family, like we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Times were tight or times were tough, money was tight. And I never had the best equipment in anything. And luckily in rugby, you don't need a lot of equipment. You need a mouth guard, and you don't even need one, but it's recommended you have a mouth guard and you have a pair of boots. And then if you're a kicker, you have a kicking tee. So it's not like hockey here in Canada where you need helmets, shoulder pads, skates, sticks, and it can run you thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, all you need are three or four items here, or three or four items to be able to play rugby. But even in that, like my the boots that I had were never the best boots in terms of what you're led to believe boots to be by these manufacturers like I'm I'm an Adidas guy I love Adidas boots I love Adidas Predators and the reason I like them is because they fit my my shape of feet and they're really comfortable for me and I've got mates that absolutely hate Adidas Predators they wouldn't wear them they wear Puma Nike Reebok whatever and it's based again it's just personal preference and it took me a long time growing up to see and realize but the boots don't make the player and the boots certainly don't make the man they're just a pair of boots that's all they fucking are nothing more and nothing less and it's the same with rugby balls some of the gilbert match balls the international test match balls are 400 dollars canadian they're about 250 pounds sterling for a fucking rugby ball and now there's very few players especially young players growing up that are going to have those test level match balls but even like a half decent gilbert ball you could be looking at 50 60 pounds like a hundred dollars easily and for me like that's extortion that that's bullshit there's no way a rugby ball should be that fucking expensive and the more expensive all the rugby stuff is and the more marketing there is behind you needing this the more exclusive and elite rugby becomes. And I don't think that that is okay. And I don't think that's the way it should be. Now rugby, especially in England, like very prevalent in England with with private schools and that rugby has like this stiff upper lip association. And I fucking hate that. It drives me nuts because I'm not that guy. I mean, everybody wants to be seen to be doing well in life and people like having expensive stuff. I have nothing against that. I have nothing against looking good, feeling good, like wearing nice clothes or driving a nice car. I couldn't care about any of like, that. Teach their own. But the thing is, like, when it comes to rugby, there's a lot of families out there that can't afford... that can't afford it. And that's that's fucking garbage. Because soccer or football in the UK is the most popular sport on the planet. And the reason it's the most popular sport is because a fucking soccer ball costs like five bucks. Like five quid or whatever. And you go buy it and you have a fucking ball. You're good to go. You can play it anywhere. You can play it in a field. You can play it in a park. You can play it in a car park. You can play it in your house, in your backyard. It doesn't fucking matter. But then with rugby, even I remember being at school. I remember being 16, 17, 18 and... Uh, one of my A-levels was, was PE, was physical education. And I remember learning in it that soccer is a sport for all and rugby's more of a 
like a middle to upper class sport and that pissed me off then because I was when I was 18 I was the captain of our first 15 at school and I didn't want anybody in our team to think that they didn't belong on our team because of their families not standing in society but their family's financial situation and if they lived in an affluent area and if their parents had a bit of coin like fuck that that is that's bullshit it really is and it's it's really irked me this week to see these manufacturers and I'll, I'll call them out adidas and nike you're fucking all over this shit i've seen i've seen like gilbert as well fuck you gilbert you you do this as well You've got a pair of rugby boots and it says, oh, as worn by this player and um, designed for speed. Fuck you, it's a pair of boots. You don't you don't run any faster in boots. The only boots I would never wear if I actually wanted, if I was actually playing, would be the the boots that forwards wear with the longer studs that kind of go, uh, can run up your ankle as well to give you ankle support. No, I wouldn't wear those boots because those boots might actually slow you down because they've got longer thicker heavier studs which are designed for scrummaging but outside of being in the front five if you're in the back row or anywhere in the backs all the fucking boots are the same and people are spending three four hundred dollars on these adidas predators and these nike boots that do what they do fucking nothing for you they don't make you kick the ball further they don't make you kick the ball harder they don't make you more accurate you, you're not faster, you're not more agile, you're you're not. It's just, it's marketing. I was going to say it's clever marketing, but it's not. It's marketing to naive people and stupid people. And if you're listening to this, don't be one of those stupid people. Don't fall for that garbage. I've got a post that I'm going to do on Instagram this week. And I'm going to show this to you and I'm going to prove it by actually kicking a ball using the, the cheapest pair of boots I could find. And using something for a kicking tee that you wouldn't even think to use as a kicking tee. Because I want to illustrate to people and show that you don't need money to play rugby. You don't. Like my family, as I said, like we grew up with very little. Times were tight. Money was tight and times were, were difficult a lot. And there was a lot of conversations in our house growing up about money and being able to afford things. And not being able to afford things. And And I said to my wife a couple of weeks ago, like... I, if I wanted any any rugby stuff, if I wanted a new kicking tee, or if I want, or if I not even wanted, if I needed a new pair of rugby boots, I had to wait for my birthday or for Christmas time. So if my boots split halfway through the season and my birthday was still four or five months away, then well, fucking tough shit for me. I had to wait. And while that was frustrating at the time growing up and thinking, oh, why can't we afford a pair of boots and this and that and the other, looking back now. It doesn't bother me because I know that, well, we couldn't afford it, so there's nothing you can do about it. But it's the image that rugby has that you, you've got you've to have the best equipment. I mean, some of the kicking tees out there, including shipping, are 60 or $70. That's fucking ludicrous. It's a piece of plastic. Go and buy a, a plastic cone that costs 50 cents at, at, at any sports store. Buy one of those and fucking kick off it. Even better. Don't use a cone at all. Use nothing. Put the ball on the ground and kick it NFL style. It's called shunting. Learn how to shunt the ball. Because if you can do that, you can kick off anything. Because when the ball is in that is in contact with the, with the ground at a very, very low angle, especially with a bit of a long, with some longer grass like in rugby, you really have to work on your technique. You can't just strike the ball and hope for the best. 
And in order to kick off the ground in rugby, your technique has got to... It doesn't have to be perfect, but boy, does it have to be fucking rock solid. And if you can do that, and you learn how to do that, you don't need a kicking tee. You'll probably end up getting one. But if you can kick off the ground, you can kick off fucking anything. And I see young kids today, and they're convincing their parents. And it's not just, it's not the kids' fault. I mean, the parents... We have you have to be able to push back and say no. But I see parents like they want their kid to be the best in something. They want their kid to be the best in rugby, so they they have to scr- uh, scrape money together and scrimp and save to get them these fucking one hundred and fifty dollar rugby balls, and a seventy dollar kicking tee, and a three hundred dollar pair of boots. Fuck that. There is if there is any scientific research out there that proves that that categorically states unequivocally that boots make you a better player fucking send it to me because I haven't found it yet if anybody can find any scientific evidence based on a, on a rugby ball and how a $30 or a $20 rugby ball is insuperior to a $200 rugby ball send me that literature let me have a look at it let me scrutinize it because again I haven't seen it because it doesn't exist. So if if you're a young player out there and you're in a, you're in the same situation that I was growing up where you don't get pocket money, you have to work your ass off in a part-time job for your own money, you don't have a lot, your family doesn't have a lot. Like if you're in that situation, know that it's okay. You don't need you don't need all this stuff. The balls that I I kick with in my videos on Instagram, the majority of them are done with um, a ball, it's by a brand called Forza, F-O-R-Z-A. And those balls are fucking nine ninety nine, a ball. That's why I use them, because they're fucking cheap. I have a couple of Gilbert balls as well that I really wish I hadn't bought. But I bought them and they were $80 each and I got three of them. Fuck me, there's $240 that Gilbert gets to do what? To do the exact same thing that a fucking bunch of balls that were $10 do for me. I've got 12 of those balls at $10. That's $120. I got 12 of them for that. Three balls at $80 is $240. Fuck me. I'd much rather have the 12 at $120 than the three at $240. The boots that I use right now, they're, they're Adidas Predators. And I think they're, they're not the very bottom line base model I think they're one up from that because the very bottom line base model didn't have my size when I ordered them online and the bottom line base model were I think they were 70 bucks and the ones that I got were 100 bucks but the very high end like top of the range penthouse model of those boots are I think they're 310 dollars and I and there's people out there there's coaches online I'm not going to call you out yet, but I'm getting to that point. Your names are going to come up soon, and I'm going to call you out. But there's a lot of these coaches online, especially on Instagram, that are telling you you need a $70 kick and tee, and you need their $70 kick and tee, and you need these Gilbert balls that can do fucking magical things. No, they fucking don't. It's a ball. It flies through the air. If you're able to kick successfully and accurately and consistently with no tee and a shit ball... Holy fuck, imagine what you can do with a tee and a good ball if you ever get to that level where you actually require those things. Because if you can kick with a $10 ball off the ground, day after day, week after week, if you become pro, fuck me, and you have 
then you get yourself a kick and tee, and then all of a sudden you're using these unbelievable balls. Like, fuck, you're, you can kick with anything. So don't let all this marketing and peer pressure and the image of rugby deter you away from playing the game, especially because of money. Don't let that be the case because somebody could be the greatest kicker of all time in rugby, but we're never going to find out because they don't go to a private school or because their parents couldn't afford the boots that they wanted so the player then didn't play. Like, that's not okay. That's not okay. I I don't know if it's, if it's possible or not, but I'm certainly going to try. I'm going to try fucking hard over these next weeks and months and years, but it's to really try and change the image of rugby away from this stiff upper lip private school bullshit nonsense. Because that's not how I played rugby. I went to public school. We didn't have a lot of money. And while I never I never played professionally, it was never one of my goals to play professionally either. Never. Um, but I still had a bloody good career in really good clubs at a very good standard. And and it just shows that you can do it. And, I, and there's a great example. Like I, I've talked about it before. I played with Stephen Ferris, who played for Ulster Ireland and the British and Irish Lions. And I played with him at Portadown and the second he came down to play like the first practice I saw him I thought holy fuck this guy this guy's special I mean he was built like a brick shit house for being 18 years old but he was quicker than our wingers he he could had the evasion skills of a center he probably could have played out half in, in my position if he wanted to good hands was able to read the game and he'd hit you like a fucking dump truck and he's I think he's a great example of just a normal average guy, your everyday Joe that that is able to make it at the very highest level. Because there's a school just outside of Belfast in a place called Lisburn, called Friends Friends School Lisburn. And they're a public school. There's nothing fancy about them. They're not even a rugby school. Notoriously, they're the team that you go and you thrash. No matter how bad you are, you'll, you'll always beat friends. Like that's, that's kind of the running joke when you're playing. And he played for them. And it was a shit school in terms of rugby. They had a very, very good director of rugby there, Barney McGonagall, who's impacted a lot of, a lot of kids across Ulster and Ireland. Very, very good coach. I, I've got a lot of time for him. But they're, not, they're notoriously, because they're just outside of Belfast... If you're if you were good at rugby, you would have gone to one of the big Belfast schools. But again, those are it's the Methodies and the Insts of the world, the Campbell Colleges, like these places that have this just fucking image around them in terms of oh we're better than you because we're you have to pay a lot of money to go to these schools and we just know we're better than you because you're you're from the country and we're gonna get into the Ulster trials because of the school we're in and you're not and like fuck you and fuck that. And so Ferris had to compete, Stevie had to compete against the likes of that. He didn't come up through the private system. He played club rugby. He played club rugby for Dungannon in Ireland. And he made his way into the Ulster setup. And that doesn't happen a lot of the time. Especially today, like if you go to one of the big Belfast schools in Ireland or you're at a private school in England, like you're going to get picked up a lot faster than if you were at a public school. 
and I fucking hate that. That shouldn't be the way, because your par- you have no control over the amount of money that your parents make. You don't. You have, as a as a kid, you have absolutely no say or control over your parents' financial situation. And for rugby players to be rewarded based on their parents' financial situation, which happens a lot more than you would think. People think, oh, well, you get picked on merit and you get picked on your talent. Uh, sometimes you do, but a lot of the time it's, it's the school that you go to. It's the rugby camps you're able to attend. It's about who you know and not what you know. And I say this from experience, and I don't mean to sound bitter about this in any way, because I'm not, but I, I know like this happened to me. Like I wasn't able to attend a certain rugby camp when I was like 17 because it was a one week camp and it cost a lot of money and we couldn't afford it so I couldn't go and it really upset me that that I couldn't be there and then from that from that uh, week-long camp there were some players that were selected for the Ulster school side that I knew deep in my heart a hundred percent that I was better than them at rugby I played against them and I played with them at certain rep levels, but I played against them for school. And I, and I knew deep down, I'm better than you in every aspect. But I also know the school that you go to. Oh, you're at Sullivan Upper, or you're oh, you're at Methody Insta. You're one of these rich schools. Yeah, so that's probably why you've been selected. And also you play in a really good team. And it's easy to look good in a good team, whereas it's difficult to look really good in a bad team. And But likewise, then I've played with, played with and against some players that who were way better than me and in every aspect they were way better than me and they didn't get picked because they didn't go to these Belfast schools they didn't go to these rich schools these private schools these rugby schools and I and I thought exactly the same thing with those players like what the fuck is going on here because I'm better than a lot of these kids and I'm not getting selected and then there's these there's people that are unbelievably good that are way better than me way better than me better than I could ever hope to be and they're not getting selected so what the fuck is going on and I actually I was on Google last week I wasn't I was on my laptop last week and I went on Google and I was looking at the Ulster school side from from my year from 2005 and there are I think in the squad of 25 or 30 players there's like two or three that didn't go to one of these big Belfast schools. And I played with players outside of those Belfast schools in in rural areas, in country areas, country schools that were so much better than some of the people that got selected. And like I said, I mean, going back to Stevie Ferris, like he's a prime example of coming up through the club system, playing club rugby, getting a professional contract with Ulster, being probably Ireland's best ever blindside flanker and going on a Lions tour in 2009. And he never went to a private school. And he's one of the most down-to-earth guys you'd ever meet. If you were to run into him in Belfast and he hadn't seen you in 20 years, I guarantee he'd buy you a pint and you'd be shooting the shit with him as if you hadn't lost 20 years. And that, that happens less and less in rugby. So if, if if you're one of those people that think you need this expensive, fancy equipment to be good, you, you stop kidding yourself, you don't. 
what you're doing is you're trying to feed your own ego and you're trying to fit in with your teammates you're trying to look popular and i get that i understand that because i've done it too but you need to realize that it's not important it's not important in any way you fitting in on the team isn't as important as you reaching your potential and you do not need these things to reach your potential you need to have the right attitude and the right mindset and that shit is free that's free of charge you don't need anything to be able to have the right mindset you don't need any money to have the right attitude there's been a lot of successful people in this world that have come from fucking nothing and that's been their driving force to be successful because they've come from nothing because they haven't had any money and then you and likewise you'll get people that are that grew up with nothing that ended up with nothing and you'll have people that were rich that ended up being super rich and you'll have people that were rich that ended up with nothing i mean there's all there's varying degrees of everything on every single spectrum but your attitude and your mindset is free of charge and there's a i think i put it up on our instagram a couple of months ago there's like 10 traits i'm sure there's more but like the 10 most important traits that require no money and no skill and no talent things like turning up on time having a good attitude trying your best being coachable being a good leader being a good listener applying yourself and you can you can you can apply those to anything in life you can apply that to your job your hobbies your relationships whatever but none of those things cost any money it doesn't cost you any money to be on time it doesn't cost you any money to apply yourself at training when you're there it doesn't cost you any money to be coachable and to listen and to be inquisitive it doesn't cost anything it's free of charge but yet so many people struggle with those things people struggle with their timekeeping it pisses me off people struggle with being able to practice efficiently and practice well and fucking around to practice but yet you're wearing a 400 dollars pair of boots like jesus christ your priorities are all wrong so if you're like if anybody's like me out there that didn't have a lot growing up or maybe you don't have a lot growing up now know that it's fine get yourself a cheap pair of boots get i've always said choose comfort over style and practicality over cost practicality over comfort over style practicality over cost sorry and i think that's just that's so important because your comfort levels in your boots are more important than the style of your boots you could have the most stylish boots, but if they're not comfortable on your feet, who gives a fuck? Comfort over style, first and foremost. Then practicality over cost. What do you need the boots for? What's the practical nature? You need them to kick a ball. Cool. They just need to be any pair of boots then. Oh, you, you don't even kick a ball? You just need them to run to run in? Then Jesus Christ, then definitely any pair of boots. Because the cost is relevant. They don't make you faster. They don't make you stronger. They don't make you better. Yes, your favorite player will wear them. Or you want to wear the boots of your favorite player. But let me tell you, your favorite player doesn't fucking pay for those boots. Your favorite player gets those boots for free. And they get them for free because they're sponsored by them. And the reason the manufacturer wants them to wear them is so then they can sell the stupid naive people in the public like us a $400 pair of boots fucking save your money save your money change your attitude don't change your boots
Get a new mindset. Be coachable. Practice, practice, practice. Like our slogan here is practice become dangerous. And that's not just a catchy slogan. You can become dangerous at anything, but you've got to practice first. And in order to do that, you don't need the best ball, the best tee, or the best boots. Stop kidding yourself. Rugby has a real elitist problem, and it's costing rugby severely. And I'm going to do what I can in any way, big or small, whatever shape that comes in, to try and get away from that. And to try and show people that it's okay if you don't have money. It's okay if you do have money. I'm not trying to shit on people that are well that are wealthy and do well for themselves. I'm not. If you can afford to go to a private school, great. If you want if you can afford or your parents can afford the most expensive boots, the most expensive balls, the most expensive coaching, the, the most expensive cl- clothes, everything, great, good for you. But to the people that can't afford it, you don't need that to be successful. Okay? Change your mindset. Work on why you're work on your purpose, work on why you're here on this on this earth, work on what your passion is, work on changing your mindset, changing your attitude, and get out there and practice. Pretty simple. So I'm just going to wrap it up there for today, folks. This has been a little bit of a longer podcast than usual, but those two topics on purpose and and the elitist nature of rugby really do sit with me and... They don't sit with me in a good way or a bad way, but they definitely sit with me and they do evoke a lot of emotion and a lot of thought around them both. So thank you all for listening again and please keep sending us in topics, feedback and everything. I still haven't heard if this is going to be on iTunes and Google Play anytime soon. They're, the last time I heard their, their backlog is fucking millions of podcasts. So who knows where we fall in that line. But I really appreciate all the love and support and everything that we constantly get, it, it really does mean a lot. In the first two podcasts, we've p- passed over 500 listens for the first two podcasts alone, which which is unbelievable. I've, I've got a lot of gratitude for everybody that has listened and supported us and continues to do so. So I hope you all have a good week. Set yourself goals again for the week and chase those goals. If you want to figure out what your purpose is, go figure that out. And let me know what your purpose is. When I'm comfortable enough to share mine with you, I will. So if you're comfortable enough to share yours with me, please do. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to have a chat with you about it. And make sure that, again, if, if you're if you're just an everyday average Joe like me, and you come from an everyday average Joe family like I did, know that the cost of your tea and the cost of your boots and the color of them don't do shit. So thanks a million for listening, everybody. Have a great week ahead, and we'll chat to you again next week.